This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys wondering just how many roast pork sandwiches it will take to get Chuck Fletcher to finally let us shine in the sun and give us PTOs with the Flyers. Come on, Chucky Two Trades. So, Craig, we have seen it. The glory, the glory. It is the assembly room at the Wells Fargo Center. It's beautiful. Very nice. A lot of nice chairs. A lot of nice food. Some seats. A lot of walking around. A lot of, a lot of walking around. Yeah. The standing room area has seats. That's good to know. <laughs> it was uh it was pretty nice though. Uh, it was all, really nice, yeah. and it's it's nice that the Flyers are offering this. I always think back to when I had us. The only time I've ever had standing room for a hockey game was I saw the Flyers in Chicago uh, for Flyers-Blackhawks game, and standing room basically amounted to I was standing behind the upper-level seats trying to peer between people's shoulders to see any bits of the game. Yeah, yeah, you showed me a picture. Not ideal. Little- pretty bad <laughs> they look like now seeing the game going on but this uh i don't think that will happen in this situation because they they do have a row of seats there and then there's a railing where you can look over top of that so it's uh i think that issue's gone and i mean you were talking about it yesterday too the sight lines are pretty good like it's uh sight lines are good man I, I i like it up top too because you can kind of you can see the play develop you can see everything going on and that's always a good thing yeah, that the reasons why you would get an upper bowl seat besides, you know, cost to actually see the plate develop and shit. Yeah, you can definitely do that up there too. And the uh I mean, it was uh I didn't know it was only gonna be twenty five bucks for tickets still. Uh yeah, you were I thought we're, it was we're up there and Craig's just like I mean, this is kinda cool, I guess. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I'm never gonna be able to afford it. And then I had uh buddy text me today and he was like, We need to get these twenty five dollar tickets. I'm like yeah sure wherever they are and he's like what about the standing room seats i'm like i don't think they're 25 bucks and he's like you guys tweeted out a picture of it and i was like okay then they are 25 bucks (laughs) (laughs) this this shows how coordinated we are on the twitter account where craig's like you guys tweeted out a picture (laughs) craig's friend says you tweeted a picture of it and he goes what (laughs) yeah i was like uh all right i'll check it i mean i but they are I mean, I plan on going to games in that section this year. If it's only 25 bucks, that was pretty damn nice. The most so. important thing, though, at the end of the day, is the fact that, that Steph had us go to a media event, and then we did not horrifically, we did not blow horrifically yeah. embarrass the block. Yeah, actually, I, I would like to say that I did talk to some of the higher-ups. They're big fans, so they said to send directly us, just me and Steve next time. That's coming from... Uh, well, I'm not going to list names here because then we're definitely not going to get back in there. <laughs> His name is Gritty. Gritty may, friends. yeah, Gritty's a big fan of you. He uh, was it Andrea Helfrich was going through the whole like listing off all the burgers and everything, and it was a whole ten minute presentation. And Gritty just stood next to Steve the whole time. It's pretty much uh, just couldn't keep his hands off him. That was uh, that was something to he, something to watch. He there. literally <laughs> leaned on me and squeaked my head. <laughs> What did you say in response? Did you did you thank him for it? I did just, you say thank you for your well, service? I, I, yeah, okay. thank you, sir. May I have another? Is what I said. Yeah. 
No, I just sat there and laughed. I'm like, what the, what is even going on? Gritty in a Betsy Ross costume is leaning on me during a media presentation and squeaking my head with his squeaky hand thing. Uh, so, I mean, did you want to talk about who is hairier, Gritty or the uh, young hipster Ben Franklin in the poster? Because his forearms were... His forearms listen, were looking a little werewolf-esque there. That was a lot of that was a lot of hair going on down there. Listen, he he likes to show off what he's got, but Gritty's still the hairiest guy in the stadium at the end of the day. Yeah, when we get down to it, hair. Yeah, he is definitely the hairiest. I just enjoyed that. It's definitely Gritty. <laughs> now and you got the little you got the little rice paper cocktail that dissolves into your drink. It didn't fully yeah. dissolve before you housed it. I yeah, I did not. I did not know if it was going to dissolve or not, so I kept picking it up, and then it slowly started, you know, dissolving. So that gave me a tip. But uh, good drinks, nice drinks up there. A lot of uh, there's some kind of vegan burger. I don't remember what it is, but if you're vegan, it's up there. Just just go get just go there. It's a good time. Just go there. It's a good time. Eat some stuff. Sit on the couch and and watch Flyers hockey. That sounds like that really does not sound like a real thing. But <laughs> sit on the couch and watch Flyers hockey is uh, a there. real thing now. What uh, nice couch. Now, do you want do you want to throw out the idea that you pitched last night that we're going to? Oh yeah. Keep... So really, though, while it's nice, it's it's almost too nice for our savage, horrific fan base that I love so much. These uh, these <laughs> savages just scare the rest of the NHL, and uh, I almost feel like we need a room to to really get all of our proper Flyers rage out. Kind of a, a Charlie Kelly anger room full of broken bottles and. What I was thinking is you make a room next to the standing room section called the spectrum room, and it's just concrete gray. Uh, it's on a tilted angle, so you're never really standing flat mm-hmm. at any point. There's no seats, broken smells, bottles, cigarette yeah. butts. It, it's definitely like they've had a guy from South Philly in there smoking a pack a day to get the right smell of the spectrum concourse. They call it the, uh, the Dennis Leary correspondent. They just have a guy go in there and smoke for hours and then he leaves. That's what he's known for. It's just, it's just he's also smoke. spilling. He's also spilling a strategic amount of beer each hour to really get the floor with that. Just that proper <laughs> grime that you yeah. need for like a spectrum or a vet. I like to, so it smells like a uh, beer, cigarettes and piss. And then also on the walls, they have pictures of uh, famous highlights of flyer, like flyers fans moments. And like uh, Ty Domi, the Ty Domi one, the picture of Ty the, Domi uh, fighting the fan, uh, the devil's fan getting chokehold and about to get punched in the face. That one's on there. Uh, but these are all murals, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are all, yeah. There are just gigantic painting. There's a statue of the fan that gave Carcillo the double bird in the 2014 playoffs. That one's there. Mm-hmm. Just all these. And also, well, you also have to think the Sixers are playing there, so you also have the uh, the the elder, not elderly, but a middle aged Sixers fan who gave uh, the double bird to. I think oh my God, of the uh, the Warriors. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a uh, Westbrook, I think, a couple of years. It was Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook. Was it the Thunder then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a, that's one of my favorite, the best Sixers moments. So it's just a bunch of guys giving double birds or uh, straight up strangling. They have uh, they have uh, in a glass case. They have the stink bomb from the uh, the O nine game where somebody threw the stink bomb on the ice <laughs> during overtime. <laughs> yeah, you uh, a professional hockey game got stopped because some fucking idiot in Philly threw a stink bomb on the ice. That happened, <laughs> and then the Flyers. <laughs> So all that, yeah, that's a spectrum room. We thought maybe we could make half the assembly room that we're, uh, we're pitching it to the Flyers. They said definitely no. Stop talking about it. But here, we're going to keep <laughs> it's going. It's going to be a hard pass. <laughs> so we, we thought we'd throw it out there. Uh, 
you can I only think if enough people go out and reach out to the flyers and say we demand the spectrum room it'll happen but don't say that we just say that was uh, that was bsh radio that was that kelly hinkle yeah that was kelly hinkle oh yeah that's, kelly yeah, that's perfect yeah. yeah we can it's all kelly now that's fine she can't get in trouble it's gonna be uh it's gonna you be out of here actually get anybody in trouble in canada it's a fact. Yeah, we should have told her to do all of our illegal stuff or things we want, you know, to be done that are illegal. And then she would have just gotten out of here. But too late. She's uh There is you can't you can't retrieve a criminal from Canada. It's common knowledge across the world. <laughs> across the world, not just here. Everybody yeah. knows it. <laughs> There's no extradition with Canada. They just criminals go and then they build cabins and ice fish and that's the rest of their lives. So that's that's definitely not why Kelly's going out there, though. She's not a criminal. Just FYI. Just want to clear the air. <laughs> Important to note. And we've been fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, who hasn't been fired, though? Like, you should, do you want to do this? I mean, do you want to say they're still employed? You get into the, uh, the Pro Ralph Konechny extension segue? Do you want to do that real quick? Uh, I mean, you know, you've already done it. You've already done it. No, there. All right. The Flyers signed them, folks. They, they did it. and uh, They are back. In my opinion, pretty good deals on both. Saved a little more yeah. money than I—I I mean, it was a little less money than I was thinking on both. So I'm happy. Uh, and now uh, we can and just focus on the season. Bridge de- so I was going to say they avoided bridge deals with both, of them, yeah. which is kind of hard to do because the bridge deal is the norm. And if you look at a lot of the comparable RFA's who got signed, you look at McAvoy, you look at uh, Wierenski, Those are bridge deals. Those are classic bridge deals. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think Freeman was talking about today with uh, for Ralph Rinsky, McAvoy, and now Shabbat. That kind of is they set the the market for young defensemen getting contracts next year. So whoever is a free agent next year probably isn't going to go through this whole process leading into early September. Now that this is done, but I mean, doesn't matter for the Flyers. They got they got this out of the way, and they don't. I think Sandheim is not at the end of this season, but next season. So they got they got a little bit of time before they have to worry about their uh, next big contract. I think. Um, and the Konechny one, I'm surprised Konechny wasn't looking more into a bridge deal. I kept saying that, and I'm kind of surprised his side was evidently looking for just a long-term long-term deal, according to Fletcher. And uh, I guess I, I don't know why they would have been pushing for a long-term deal because to me, Konechny is just going to stay in the top six and maybe get more power play time. I, I guess maybe they thought because there's now uh, a couple more skilled forwards. Uh, on the team that maybe connecting would be bumped out of the top six and then he just wouldn't get back up there. But I, I don't know why they wanted just long-term. That is interesting, but yeah, that's interesting. And that's kind of the opposite of what I thought was being pushed here. I thought it was kind of the, the flyers wanted the bridge deal and TK wanted the, the long-term. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, they're both, they're both here now. So they're both and here. And long- I mean, the, the deals are good, man. Like I, yeah. I gotta give it up to Chucky two trades. The, the Proveroff deal might be a little more cap hit than you'd want, but that's one of those things in a couple of years, that cap hit's going to look good as uh, player salaries start to rise. Oh and no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Konechny's one that, I mean, I, I've found very few people who have a problem with this Konechny deal. This is almost a, I, I, I remember seeing, was it uh, Don Luzinski? It was like, what, the analysis, I think Charlie retweeted it and was saying, this might be the first time that everybody's agreed it's a fair contract. <laughs> yeah. Which, it, I mean, it really is, because I think the people that want a long-term are thinking six and six. So you take a little bit off that and works out pretty well. I, yeah. 
you got to give it up to Kevin Hayes for really just getting that uh, that number symmetry in everybody's <laughs> mind. Yeah, just setting the market like that. Well, Kevin Hayes, by the way, looked pretty good in the uh, the first preseason game, which I did not catch much of, but he looked looked pretty good from what I saw. So hopefully, uh, it's the only one used to hustling out there. Well, I mean, we're talking about the Flyers here. Another male. I mean, he's from a different team. He's not used. To- yet he'll he'll get used to it if he was in there tonight he would have played like the rest of them uh, believe so. me, he's gonna start getting lazy just <laughs> like the rest of these bums hanging out in old city drinking at drinkers until 2 a.m and then going to temple university parties and th- wait i'm talking about mike richards and jeff carter again, right. <laughs> yeah well i mean you know mike richards jeff carter sean Couture and kevin hayes it's all it's all cyclical it's coming back but the uh pro overall deal six years 6.75 million a year uh, forty point five million in total, and then connecting six years, five point five million a year. Uh, and now the Flyers have forty seven contracts and one million one hundred sixty seven thousand four hundred twenty one dollars in cap space. And I believe that doesn't include Pitlick's one million, which will go on long term reserve, long term uh, IR once the season starts. But he could he's supposed to be back when the season starts too, which will be interesting to see how uh, how that plays out because he that the bottom six. Uh, a lot of prospects vying for those two spots on the wings. I mean, Farabee's looked good. Frost looked good tonight. Rupsoff didn't look great tonight, but he's played three games in four days, which not a lot of the prospects can talk, uh, say. Uh, NAK's looked really good. Verobiev's Ver- looked good. Uh, you have four or five guys who... Verobiev. <laughs> <Verubioff>, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the combination of Verobiev and Verobiev. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of guys that could, you know, probably deserve one of those two spots. In the bottom six so it'll be interesting to see uh how that shakes out and pitlick's not there the whole time so i don't know if he's just gonna get i don't know why tyler pitlick would get preferential treatment in this situation uh so it'll be interesting to see how he's handled once he comes tyler, back from injury tyler yeah. pitlick getting cut you heard it here first fly purbly greg Forsyth, oh, baby. With that prediction <laughs> that exact prediction you can or, put him on it or tyler pitlick comes back from injury Shocks the coaching staff and he's in the top six. You you pick your headline again, Tyler Pitlick. I'm just gonna make sure we have all the headlines covered. So then, when something breaks, we can come back and say we had it covered. I've already said I don't like him. I already said I think he's a good fit on the fourth line. <laughs> I just gotta. It's, it doesn't matter if you have the right opinion. As long as you say all the opinions, you can go back and point to the right one. Mm, that's, that's true. That's true. That's my Tyler Pitlick. But yeah. On the record, you know Scott Lawton for two C, Tyler Pitlick for one C. <laughs> All these official Craig Forsyth opinions. <laughs> I I will say I'm interested to see. Uh, I wonder if Lawton or Raffle might be on the move. I don't. I I'm throwing that out there just because of the the preseason so far. I don't know if once they come back with the salary cap, if they're going to need to move a contract or two. I mean, the obvious choice would be would be Hag, in my opinion. I don't know why you can't just trade him, but. Uh, if it does kind of get close to the cap, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But Raffle and Lawton are both guys who don't have the highest ceilings. Are kind of getting older, and they do have a a couple million on cap hit. So it wouldn't be the worst idea to trade them away. That is, if I, you know, we'll see how the rest of training camp or uh, preseason pans out. Throwing that out there. Just throwing that out. There. Just throwing that out there. But uh, Steve, what do you want to what do you want to talk about next? I mean, we already got the the pro Rob connecting already signed, so I don't care about the rest of the RFA's now. I mean, a bunch of people signed, but who cares? There's a uh... well, the big ones. One of the big names is still out there, though. Uh, Brady oh, Boyne a couple hasn't of them signed are. yet, right? 
him, Patrick Laine, and um, Kyle Connor. So the the Jet the Jets are in a world of hurt right now. Uh, Jets are looking great. <laughs> Line the season's looking fantastic. Well, Hag for Line is the obvious deal here, right? I mean, straight I, up, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, I I really don't know why this does feel like the ideal time for a Hag trade. I, but again, you got to understand. I understand where that's coming from because it's me. You but... don't know what Chucky Two Trades is working on. You don't know how that vast mind is working. All the gears turning. <laughs> it's just uh, whenever Chuck Fletcher is thinking of a trade, it's just like that scene from The Hangover where uh, Galifianakis is at the poker table and all the numbers are going through his head. That's what it looks like yeah, every time he sits down. Exactly. For... <laughs> you that mind is so complex that you can't even fathom what's going on up there. Chucky Two Trades. I was in the thick of it. Well, I will say, I think tonight they ran to the top four they're probably going to go with, which is Proveroff and Niskanen and Ghost with Braun. And then I think the third pair would be, um, it would be Myers and Hag, I guess. Or it could be, oh, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting somebody already. But Myers I'm, and Morin? Yeah, it could be Myers and Morin, and then you have, but then Hag is the seventh. There's somebody I'm, I'm blanking on. Uh, Sanheim. Sanheim was out of it. So it would be. Oh, <laughs> yes. Perhaps Sanheim the best of them. Yeah, it'd probably be uh, Sanheim and Braun or Sanheim and Myers. I think Sanheim and Myers are getting a little bit of a. Uh, Sanheim and Myers is one I can really get. That would that be. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, that would be an awesome uh, second or third pair. And then I. Well, imagine having, imagine this, having two defensemen who can move the puck. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be pretty yeah that'd be a crazy concept but that would be okay so you have those six and then Sandheim you... and Myers is essentially the opposite of what the Flyers had in the 2010 run on the third pairing yeah I mean there's there's not too many pairs that he could pick that be worse than that Aaron, Oscars and Krychek. who's the other guy Lucas Krychek oh god yeah yeah it was I mean we don't need to we don't anyway, need to that's a name that should be in your next uh, flyer spelling challenge. Oh, we bet that will get a ton of people. Cause uh, yeah. Cause it's only that one syllable. So people aren't going to expect the, uh, like the J I and the, I don't even know how to spell it. Isn't it like, uh, I have like a, a <laughs> kind of an idea. K R A J I C E K. I think we'll figure it sure. out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But okay. So those are the three pairs. And then the eight, the seventh can be either Morin or hag. And we kind of know what hag is. So why not? Why not give Marin some time as the seventh if there's not a lot yeah. of space there? Or kind of let we know it... what Hag is the NHL hits leader. Yeah, so you know, I guess that is a big. You, know, you take those hits out of the game, and the Flyers uh, probably spend more time in the D zone, which is impossible if tonight represents the season because tonight was fucking bad. <laughs> tonight was real bad. I they yeah tonight looked just like a game from last they, season. Like if yeah. you picked any hackstall game, like that's that's what tonight it felt pretty bad. Like. Yeah, it was. Would you say the Flyers are what we, what we thought they were? <laughs> no, I no. They looked, no. Uh, so no. I, I think tonight, I'm hoping that's just to kick off the rust kind of game. And the thing is, the Flyers are really from the reports I'm reading, a lot of the team is getting used to the pace of uh, Big Al's practices because. Yeah. Apparently they've it been sounds pretty... like hack ran pretty like low tempo practices and big Al's like skate, skate, skate. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would assume it's that. And they did play their third game in four nights, I guess. And then also I believe this is Drew's first game. Uh, I think it was Vorchek's first game. Uh, and uh, I don't know, just a lot. It just looked like it looked like a lot of communication breakdowns out there, which would be, which would make sense considering it's a preseason game. And it's a lot of guys that aren't probably going to be in the NHL or playing with each other once 
the season starts. But they, yeah, it looked a lot like last season because uh, once a team got into the offensive zone, it took a lot of time for the Flyers to get the puck back. They were just not good on pouncing on loose rebounds, pretty bad puck retrieval, and it took a lot for them to stop cycles or disrupt cycles and then get the puck out. And that just, that happened a lot tonight. Uh, with the Bruins, especially in the third period and you know numbers don't matter in the preseason but the Flyers got fucking smoked in terms of possession and a couple of the pairs that like the two pairs that are going to be together probably in Proveroff Niskanen and Ghost and Braun had a few decent eye test plays but in terms of driving play they they were both terrible uh Niskanen I thought looked a little slow he had a nice goal uh he did get burned by DeBrusque on the first play of uh that should have been a goal for the Bruins and then he also, I, I know there's a shitty line change on the uh, Solaire goal, but I thought he could have done more on Gantz there. He could have, he was a step behind, couldn't knock him off the puck. He was in the slot, and then he also overbit on the spin move and was heading into the corner and just wasn't. It's, it's almost like Niskanen is an aging thirty-two-year-old <laughs> defenseman. Yeah, he did. Soon to be thirty-three. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, it, it, he kind of looked apart. I uh, would be. Inter- I would be interested to see what some people are saying if he didn't score the goal tonight. The goal. I mean, it was nice. It was a pretty good shot. Their traffic goals. Scoring goals makes up for any other flaws you may have. Just ask Vincent Lecavalier. Man, good old Vinny. He scored twenty goals. I Nothing must be working. You know what? I'm gonna put that twenty goal season from Vinny in the same kind of idea of breath as that Ryan White season. I don't know which one is less deserving, the Ryan White 11 goals or the Vinny LeCavier 20. I want to say the Vinny LeCavier 20. <laughs> the thing is, one of those players, though, did have talent. <laughs> but he didn't have the, he didn't have it at the time he scored the 20. Well, I mean, he had, the he had enough talent to score 20 yeah, goals. He had hands but yeah, I was, I was gonna say, the thing is, like, Ryan White's are more just, like, gritty fourth-line goals. Yeah. Yeah, a guy who, like, might have around, like, eight goals, and then he finally gets 11. But yeah, uh, but I mean, tonight uh, I thought I think and Pro, it was Proverl's first game, too. Uh, so that probably didn't help uh, him and Niskanen were out there a lot. Uh, but even Proverl still had some Proverl type plays that don't get a lot of love. There was a, a play late in the first period where he grabbed control of the puck below the goal line. And with the Bruin on his back, was able to just single handedly take it to the neutral zone. So that's a zone exit for a team that tonight uh, really was having some trouble with zone exits. Uh, and. The ghost brawn pairing, uh, you know, it's always been a thing where the, the idea is you pair a mobile blue liner with a, a bigger stay-at-home defenseman that kind of cleans up, does a lot of the dirty work. And I saw a little bit of that tonight with uh, Ghost and Braun. Braun had a lot of uh, good plays, I will say that. Um, he he iced the puck on one that wasn't one of his good plays, but then on the following face-off, he did help lead an on-man rush up the ice and kind of made sure the Flyers are established in the offensive zone to kind of cancel that. He did save a goal. Uh, Alex Lyon had horrible rebound control on a shot, led to a wide open net for Bacchus, and he was able to block that shot. Uh, and then also he had a pretty nice keep at the blue line where he avoided three Bruins and then dumped it in deep. So I test-wise, he did all right. Uh, Ghost and Brown, it's a tandem, though, had a 29.41 Corsi 4 percentage in 10-22, 5-5 five time tonight. And they also were on the ice for a goal against. So number-wise, they look pretty shitty. Uh, Proveroff and uh, Niskanen had a 24.24 Corsi 4 percentage. So they were on the ice. They had eight of the 33 shot attempts. They were on the ice for a 5-on-5 five five Flyers. So the pretty bad night for those two pairs. The other two, Wabashpoon drew a penalty. Uh, Myers 
didn't look great on the flare goal. He's out of position, left him open, and then also took a penalty in the third period. He looked fine besides those two plays. Uh, I think other players on defense. That was about it. Roofs off. I thought tonight, uh, talking about NAK and Roofs off earlier. The NAK really good in his two games. Roofs off, I think, tonight it was the the high the high pace practices and the three games in four days finally caught out to him because I believe he's the only guy that's played in all three games. And he's and still big Al basically came out and said, like, we want to put these guys through the paces, like, put yeah, them yeah. see what they got. Yeah, he they made a they, yeah, they talked about groups off playing a third game a lot. So they were kind of aware of what to expect tonight. Um, and he still looked he still had a chance early after NAK won a puck battle behind the net. NAK just did a lot of really small plays tonight that I think are things that AV and a coaching staff will pick up on. Uh, so he did battle behind the net to set up a Rusoff chance in the first period. Uh, he's had a pretty good stretch pass to set up one of the Frost chances, the two-on-one with Andrioff, where I think Frost hit the post. Or no, no, he got robbed by Halak. That was, he got hit the post later on. Uh, and then he had a shift in the second period where it was right after a line change. It came on the ice. The Bruins had the puck below their own goal line. It was just NAK and the defender. He was able to pressure him into losing the puck, and then it started a cycle for the Flyers. So he, he's been doing those types of plays for the last couple games. So if he can keep that up, I I feel like he's the ideal type of fourth liner. He's got speed. He's pretty aggressive on the forecheck, and he can get the Flyers the puck back on little, little sequences like that where you really wouldn't expect to get the puck back. Um see what else here but yeah i I, that was be my two options on the wings are i I don't know who's going to be on the third line but i would like nak on the fourth line i think on the third line it's still between Fairby frost uh even played tonight ratcliffe and uh and rupsoff but i it it sounds like rupsoff might be leading that race i don't know though Fairby's looked pretty good i mean frost looked really good tonight frost had that chance on the two and one, and then on the power play, he re- redirected the shot from the point, got past uh, Halak, hit the post, and then the puck went to the other side of the crease, and he should have put it home. And then Halak just made a ridiculous no look glove save on him. So that was he just got robbed twice in a three second span. <laughs> he should have Frost should have had a goal tonight one way or another. So I, I think he looked pretty well. There's also a play. Okay. There's also a cycle where. It was Frost, JVR, and Voracek below the goal line. He came away with the puck and then passed it to Voracek like, next to him, who set it up that goes for a chance. So he was able to win a puck. He, he was winning some puck battles tonight. Um, the fourth line of Torinsky, Bunneman, and Chris, uh, Kyle Quisquillo, that looks like a line in the AHL. I think that's why they were together tonight. By the way, uh, Chris Quillo, from here, Steve. I wanted to point that out. Oh, He's wow. From, uh, New Jersey. Also, grew up a Flyers fan, favorite Flyer. Mike Sillinger? <laughs> Mike Sillinger? Mike si- oh, that's so, a man after my own heart with his obscure flyer tape. That alone makes you an Backup NHL player. Backup was Trent Klatt. <laughs> yeah, I, well, who yeah, grows Mike up? Mike Sillinger played for about 17 different NHL teams for like 10 games apiece. Also, wasn't he on the team when like Gagne was there and LeClaire? And I remember Sillinger being one of those randos that they just threw in the LeClaire-Lindros line just being like, Oh, maybe this will work. Yeah. So that was, hey. Like, uh, we tried Manaluk last year. It didn't work out. That was, Mike Manaluk was also Kyle Criscuolo's favorite player before Mike Sillinger. He's just a big fan of the filling guys. He's like, I can, I can be that guy, but I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna. He's in the AHL here. Craig, uh, can, can how many Mike Sillinger 
teams can you name? Played for 11? Oh, no, no, that was just me spitballing there. Okay. <laughs> I want to say... Oh, fuck. I play for the Islanders, too, right? Play for the Islanders. Uh, Canadians? I honestly forget the Mike Cylinder teams. Coyotes. Uh, no Canadians. No, no Coyotes. Coyote. Wait, no, he did play for the Coyotes. It's <laughs> um, a lot of freaking teams here, man. I know. Yeah, it's uh, fucking... Uh, like, 11 wasn't that much of an exaggeration. I, I don't even know where else to go from here. I mean, Senators? Right, I'll just read them off. I'll just read them off. Oilers? Detroit? What the hell is MDA? The Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's two. Mighty Ducks. Vancouver? Flyers? Right. Yeah. Tampa Bay? Oh, okay. Florida? Ottawa? Columbus? Coyotes? What a fucking listless crew. Blues? I don't remember them in any of these jerseys. Like I, uh, Predators and Islanders. Alright. I remember him so with Islanders. When, uh, when was he on the Islanders? That was late. Wasn't that like a... That was who he finished with. Yeah. So, I remember that face. I remember him on the Lightning, I think. And that... Now, one more question for you. Oh, God. What number did he wear with the Flyers? I actually remembered this. Well, he was 11. I right? it. He was 11. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it was 12 teams, right? Or it was 11 teams. Who fucking knows? My, my, I think it was twelve. I, I, I can count. Mike, I swear. <laughs> Mike Sillinger. The, the, the point of the story is Mike Sillinger should not be your favorite flyer. That was my no. point. I don't know. Cal no, he played or... for the Flyers for. So Mike Sillinger played for the Flyers in 97, 98, 98, 99. Uh, he played. It looks like a total of seventy nine games. Eight goals, five assists, thirteen points. Do you think? Flyers. Do you think that was a name that he just like? Went back and was like, "Oh, this will this will throw some people off." Uh, Mike Cylinder. Yeah, it had to be. Sure. And then he said, and people silly. were like, "Big fan of silly." Jim Jackson was like, "Oh shit, he really is a Flyers fan. Look at that." Oh, uh, Mike Cylinder. That's a <laughs> that's a deep cut there. Oh, by the way, speaking of the assembly room, Steve, uh, our bartender did look like Jim Jackson last night. I don't think it was our Jim bartender. One hundred percent looked like yeah. Jim Jackson. I don't think it was Jim Jackson, but it did look like Jim Jackson at the assembly. I like room. to imagine that Jim Jackson during the intermission just runs over to the bar and is like, "Time for some bartending. Got to keep up. <laughs> Got to keep up those skills." Hey, Money thing, John T. Uh, <laughs> are we allowed to drink up here, John T? Here's a shot. Uh, good night, good hockey. <laughs> what? There's, there's really not much else to talk about tonight. I mean, they just look bad. Forecheck looked like shit. So he, at this, <laughs> I mean, he had like he you, had that turn up on the first. Guess what? Ball. You just got blocked on Twitter. Oh yeah, I got blocked again. He followed me and then he blocked me. Yeah. Well, you know, Voracek's a guy who's gonna have to do a lot of adjusting to the new system. Yeah. Yeah, well, with all those things like neutral zone turnovers, and then he had the turnover on the first goal. I will say the first goal against, I don't think he got a lot of help. I think that was a little bit more of a communication breakdown. I don't know who's on defense, but I thought somebody should have been going behind the net to help him with that pass. He could have also just wrapped it out of the zone, but I don't know. It is, it is vortex. I'm blaming Kevin Hayes. He also, I'm blaming him for everything. He's <laughs> yeah, my scapegoat. He had a lead. Seven and seven. Come on. Thanks, Teddy. <laughs> the Ted, another shout out to Teddy. <laughs> But he, like, uh, and then he had uh, Carson Coleman just pick Carson Coleman, real name, by the way, just pickpocketed him in the neutral zone. He had a bad neutral zone penalty. I don't know. He just, it looked like his first game back. Uh, and that's that's it, folks. The other games, Tuesday's game, saw most of, or I watched all of it. Uh, I, I'm not really, 
I don't see Chris Stewart making the team. I saw some people getting hyped up about that. Oh, wow. Some people writing articles about it. I don't know. I he looks like what I expected Chris Stewart to look like, and I feel I like I would be really upset if Chris Stewart made the made this team in any way other than guys sitting in the press box that occasionally plays an emergency situation. If he's the thirteenth forward, yeah, I guess I could live with that. I I'm just not going to be. Yeah, if we want, there's so, too many exciting young guys vying for spots yeah. to waste a spot on Chris Stewart. Like, if Chris Stewart makes this team on the third line over Joel Farabee, I'm just going to lose my shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we, you know, we go through this whole process of firing Hextall and everything because we want to start moving along here. And then Stewart and Pitlick are in over Farabee, Frost, Ratcliffe, NAK. I feel like we're just doing the same shit with the new system. But just trying to get people to watch the Phantoms. Yeah, just trying to get people to watch the Phantoms. But, uh, I mean, I'm still. Are you really freaking out about knowing three preseason? Are you too? No. Yeah, I'm not either. I just. I tonight. I mean, preseason's meaningless. It's meaningless. Preseason's a great way to see young players uh, that are coming up, and to get really good seats in the Wells Fargo Center <laughs> that you can't afford otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's also good. Like the one thing they did tonight that some people were, were um, weren't big fans of, but putting Drew back on the right side. Again, I think it's dumb. I don't know why we're trying to do this again. And now Buck's gone. I don't know why. But if there was ever... There's a time to try it. It is the preseason. I'm ri- I'd rather this than later in the season like last year when now Buck was like, I'm not going to be here next year. And he just started throwing shit at the wall. Uh, I mean, so, what, didn't, didn't the Eagles lose like every preseason game the year they won the Super Bowl? I think so. I mean, it's just... It was, they either went like 1-3 and three or 0-4. Oh like, they, they didn't win any. And, it didn't matter. Yeah, and I forget... Um, I forget if it's true or not. I thought somebody tweeted out today that the Flyers won every preseason game last year. So it's almost like there's too much. I mean, like I just said, the one line is literally just an AHL line. And they were Curtis Gabriel's in the in the top nine tonight and Andy Androff. So or not Gabriel. Yeah, just Androff was in the top nine tonight. So that's not a thing. It's that's not going to happen in the regular season. Yeah. So I would hope at least. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff, I mean, I would like to see better numbers out of those two top pairings, but it is early in the preseason, I, and I can I can see how they're going to work. I think the Ghost-Braun pairing will get better together over time. Uh, it seems like they're picking up. Braun was cleaning up a little bit of the stuff, uh, helping Ghost a little bit in terms of cleaning up uh, defensive plays, and he did also lead uh, some rushes back in terms of like outlet passing and everything, but that's they, they can't be having those types of numbers. That's a pretty shitty game, <laughs> if the, especially if they're going to be playing, you know, they probably weren't going up against full NHL competition tonight. So it'll get, it'll get better. They'll play better on uh on Saturday would be my guess. But I think Steve, I think the big thing in the, the preseason so far, you told me to put it on the outline and I want to talk about it is the, uh, the Fletcher Paul Fenton quote, pretty much. The, the see Fletcher become on, on our friend Justin Braun, who I've been talking about, and I still don't see where he's going. I I want to say I see where he's going with this, but I don't want to give him credit for using the seaweed analogy. But uh, Steve, do you want to do you want to do the quote because it's it's dumb. <laughs> it's very it's very. I don't know what you mean, Craig. It, it sounds perfect to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I'm just uh, I'm locating it right now oh, okay. on the outline. And okay, I've got it. I've got it. So <clears throat> he is unbelievable. Stick on puck. He's hard to play against. He's like seaweed. You're out there. There's arms. 
and he's battling, pushing you, poke checking. Wait, I don't. Wait, how? He's like seaweed. He's like seaweed. How? <laughs> Why isn't it just he has active arms? I don't know. Like he, hey, he poke checks a lot. Yeah, he poke checks a lot. No, he's like seaweed. Well, yeah. He yeah. just gets everywhere. He gets in your swimming trunks, and he's just kind of like lingering. And you find it days later, and you're like, "What is this? It's seaweed." Now, do you think? What do you think those Minnesota Wild meetings were like when they transitioned from Chuck Fletcher to Paul Fenton? Like when Chuck Fletcher was like, "Oh, there were probably people higher up in like the Wild organization that were just happy, like, oh my god, no more nonsensical quotes, and we won't have to deal with the seaweed shit anymore.'" And then Paul Fenton comes in, and he's like. Yeah, I told Matt Zuccarelli plays like a lizard, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Just something, something. Well, it turns out, yeah, it turns out that uh, that that Chuck Fletcher is more ocean themed, where Paul, Paul Fenton Fenton tends to land. be more like lizard themed. Yeah, you know, more desert. Like, yeah, which is oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like a gecko out there. He's just climbing all over stuff and sticking his tongue out. It's wild. <laughs> Jared Spurgeon looks like a cactus back there. He'll stick you if you try and get too close. It's like, all right. Oh, he's going desert, not even uh, lizard. He's <laughs> I'll keep it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for all desert. That's what I'm going. I'm going for just humid, dry. Yeah, but man, he's like a he's like a bone dry cow skull out there <laughs> doing nothing. What? I did not see a lot of the active stick the the seaweed type uh, play tonight, but I thought he did. I thought he played decent for what somebody I'm expecting playing out of like him. Seaweed, somebody playing like seaweed just reminds me of like a, a wacky waving inflatable <laughs> arm moving tube man. Yeah, like at the like the car salesman type thing. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like or like when somebody just like they're they're just screwing around in in NHL on a uh, on like Xbox and they're just like moving the the right right, <laughs> right. stick for the poke that was yeah you used to be able to do that until last year and then they made every single stick like poke check a penalty so they yeah that's nhl's gotten pretty bad at that imo my favorite edition yeah. was was when they added lift the stick and like probably half the time you just slash Ooh, a guy in the face in the face yeah it was the worst feature <laughs> Like in theory, it's great. That makes it more realistic. But every time you do it, every time, yeah, it didn't matter where you position on the guy, just always cracked him right in the face. But uh, let's see. Uh, outside of well, thirty thoughts today with Mark Friedman had some uh, opinions on the Flyers. Uh, apparently, one scout watched the Flyers prospects a couple of times and said, "Quote: My goodness, Philadelphia is loaded." He didn't watch this game. This was a different game. Um, My God, the Flyers. Which, looking at it, I mean, again, we are talking about five guys with a legitimate shot to be on the roster. So we're talking, or coming out of the camp with Faraby, Frost, I think maybe uh, Ratcliffe, Rupsoff, and uh, NAK, I feel like should be in the running for those two spots. But again, we'll see. It'll be real interesting to see if Pitlick or Stewart win one of those two positions after all this. Yeah. Uh, and then also his 20th thought. Interesting's the word. His <laughs> 20th thought was uh, Sean Couture talking about how a full year of Carter Hart could help. And he said, quote, it was tough never knowing he was going to be the next goalie. And that is something that, again. On a given day. Yeah, it is something that we are <laughs> overlooking. everybody was hurt. We are overlooking as fans that it, that is going to be some kind of benefit for the team. You know, maybe not a crazy amount, but that is that should be something that does help the team going forward. I think the goaltender. Again, the funny thing to me is like you can interpret that as like who the starting goaltender is, but the Flyers, it literally was on a given day you didn't know who the goalie was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Mike McKenna, 
Who's Mike McKenna? That is true. Yeah, because the <laughs> he's already got a gritty mask. Where did he get a gritty mask from? We've had gritty for two days. Yeah, it's not who the starter is going to be. It's just I, they keep bringing goalies in. I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> They're just bringing retired goalies. Goalie. I think it's a kid them. from the stands. <laughs> Different goalies. They're bringing in like Tim is Howard. Is <laughs> that Neil Little? <laughs> Bringing in wings goalies, they're just they're just filling in they're just filling in bodies. That's all they're doing with the goalies. Just give them wings goalies. <laughs> they, they just don't have they just don't have leg pads. They're just like they have those little shin pads. How long? Okay, like, so I don't think you're gonna stop any pucks like that. I was gonna say, how long do you think an uh, a lacrosse goalie could last in a hockey game? It'll be like two minutes because it's all it's all chest pad, right, and helmet. And then that big goofy. Like, stick. are we talking? He is like legitimately coming in in just his cross gear. Yeah, he would be. Like, he literally comes in in we'll a Philadelphia Wings jersey, giant Garth Snow sized shoulder pads, <laughs> well, and I'll... skates and thin shin pads. Yeah, thin shin pads like basketball shorts. He's just got to go out there and and, and muscle up, and get some shots. You think he's? I think he might make one cycle. Well, it's just. <laughs> Maybe, but everybody's just going to be shooting low, and he's going to be freezing his uh th- freezing his calves off. He's going to have to trust his hand eye coordination. I got to do that fancy stuff with the stick that they always try and do. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll he's see. Just like, come on, shoot high on me, bro. Shoot high on me. Can't do it. Everybody just glides along the ice. Uh, yeah, that's not fair. I said shoot high. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at camp here. Yeah. There's a uh, eight players for cut. Uh, Igor's a- too sleepy from our time in the assembly room. He had too many smoky old fans. I'm well. I'm fighting it right now. I, I, I told. Yeah, I'm, I'm fighting through it. See, I'm feeling like shit. I mean, this is. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but you just feel- ate forty pieces of rice paper with hipster Ben Franklin on them. That's probably what did it in. I'm not saying the flowers made me sick, but uh, feeling goofy ever since oh, that. Wow. Moment. Yeah. Well. And guess what? We were just fired. <laughs> <laughs> Free tickets. I'd feel a lot better from this cold, but. Well. For the record, we'd like to thank the Flyers for hosting yes, thank you our very idiot asses last yeah, night. Thank you for even letting us, letting us in the building. <laughs> letting us in the building. We know you don't know who we are, but thank you. Uh, anyway, the the four players returned the junior. Uh, eight players were, quote-unquote, cut this week. Igor Zamula, Mason Millman, Wyatt Wiley, and Igor Serdyuk all went back to their junior teams. Getting rid of the best names right out of the gate. Yeah, I know. It's just not fair. Mason Millman. And then, uh... <laughs> the dead milkmen. Uh, Wyatt Wiley's just great. Wyatt Wiley by and itself, yeah. Sir Duck, Sir Duck of the the round yeah. table. Uh, and then four players released from amateur tryout. Another gold name: uh, Max Galad, Ben McCartney, Sean Comrie, and Mika Sir. So there you go. Uh, if you bought a Mika Sir jersey, I'm sorry about that. Uh, we will not refund you. I don't think the Flyers will either. Probably shouldn't have bought it. But where did you get it from? It's <laughs> a good question. I uh, don't know. Uh, the let's see what else here. Uh, according to Bill Meltzer, AV says the plan is to keep Frost and Rupsoff at center throughout the postseason. Uh, from AV, quote, Rupsoff is going for a third game. He has looked very good and playing with more and more pace. We're re- looking at him right now for our bottom six. So may, I don't know how tonight did uh, for Rupsoff's ranking in terms of uh, staying in the running for the bottom six, but I think it is a good sign that he got into a third game. And uh, for, as somebody who was not exactly on the Rusoff hype train two years ago. He's done pretty well as a professional. He looked pretty good last year before he got injured, and he hasn't done too much in camp to make me hate him this year. So 
it uh, seems like he's worked really hard to get back to the status that got him drafted in the first place because yeah. he had that whole Russian scandal and then he really struggled yeah. before he came over to the professional level. And it, it really seems like he's worked hard and had a concerted effort to get back to the status that made him a first round pick. Yeah. And, and I can see a little bit Hextall a couple years ago had uh, a quote about this. And when I talked to one of one of the um, QMJHL scouts, I watched him a little bit. He said the same thing that sometimes he is too relaxed as the third man high. Like he, like tonight I saw when it was Andrea off and NAK behind the net, he just kind of, it was a, it was a battle going on for a couple seconds. He could have gone in and helped out and he was just kind of standing out there in open space. He was in front of the net, but it was still a thing that I think Hextall has pointed out before. I don't know if that, it seems to be like a weird thing to just point out when the rest of the game he's provided looks pretty well, which is watching him play for the, this preseason and the little bit I saw him last year, it looks like he does a ton of little things right. It's him and Verobia for two guys that you need to actually watch the games to see their impacts on the game. And I think uh, he's been more noticeable than Verobia this this preseason. But either one, if either one of them are on the team in the bottom six, I'll be pretty happy. There's not. I think what happened is Big Al was sitting there and he's like, "You call this kid the germ? The germ? That's fantastic!" <laughs> oh. Yeah, we got to give him a real shot. By the way, I did want to. I did want to talk on the whole. Uh, it, the germ looked good on Monday and Tuesday, and then he was. He was. He didn't look quite as good tonight. He was Ruby. The germ dominates. He looks great. Looks plays like he should be in the NHL. Ruby is. Uh, he shouldn't be in the league. So he's got two face essentially. Is Ruby, saying, Ruby is... like Harvey Dent should not be in the league, but two face for some reason. I'm by the way, I'm siding with the, 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 the evil side, which is, here, which is two face, two face. The, no, evil you're going side. With that. Harvey okay. Dent's the good guy. Yeah. So Ruby is the like clean cut, like, Oh, I'm the DA. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the germ is the aggressive, like King of crime. That was a pretty good Harvey Dent impression. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it, it's just how Aaron Eckert sounds. That's me. In, I'm Harvey Dent. Dark Knight. Hey, we gotta really cream up the, <laughs> clean up this city of crime, Bruce Wayne. Re- anyway, I know you're Bruce Wayne, Batman. Great. <laughs> German. And that's the Dark Knight. You don't need to see it now. The germ is a uh, is a guy that wears a, a leather jacket to each game and is smoking a cig, and then he goes and scores two goals. Ruby is a guy that's in high school and his mom still cuts off the crust of his sandwiches. I think that's the difference. <laughs> that's when I hear the two nicknames. That's what I'm picturing. Ruby sounds like right. a kid who, like I, I don't know, like it just sounds like the germ is totally crushing a bud heavy. Yeah, like just he he's drinking a bud heavy, crushing the can on his head, tossing it away, not into a recycling bin, thank you, mm. and just flicking his cig and then going, yeah, I'm scoring a goal now, bitch. <laughs> Ruby sounds like a guy who would will actually you on like plot points of like the lord of the rings i don't know ruby does not sound like a guy who's who should be in the nhl ruby shows up and he's just like he's just like um well actually when you call that guy a hobbit you mean to say that he is incredibly short with very hairy feet and eats numerous meals a day thank you yeah see and then the germ's like you guys like beers and steaks and then he scores like three goals he's he's the man he's the the germ is the man that's what we're going with that's you guys like beers and steaks By the way, I can't, I can't believe that's my catchphrase somewhere. Just somebody's big catchphrase is, you guys like beers and steaks? And then just a thumbs up. It feels kind of like the party down, uh, are we having fun yet? <laughs> are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's uh, 
some of the notes on camp. I also did, uh, I forgot to look more than this. Apparently, Carter Hart got hit right in the nuts with a uh, shot. I didn't want to share that with you guys. Put that out there. Oh, my groin! That and was then audio captured from the event. And then uh, we also do not know anything about the uh, Nolan Patrick injury. A lot of that going on. Don't know what's going on. What do you think? What do you think it could be? I mean, I think I'm he died. thinking. What do you think it is? I think he died. I think he's. Uh, he's think dead. He died. You think it's a cover up? <laughs> cover it up. Yeah. I, I think it's like a weekend at Bernie's cover up. Like they're just gonna have like a Nolan Patrick from afar, and he's like kind of dancing. You're like, look, Patty's fine. Yeah, they always. Yeah, he's always practicing at the other end of the rink, but it's just gritty, and everybody's too far away to recognize that it's gritty and a Nolan Patrick. Cut. I mean, it looks like Nolan Patrick grew an orange beard, but <laughs> it it checks out. He's wearing nineteen. Yeah, and so. he's eating ham and cheese. <laughs> he is eating the sandwiches, so that's definitely got it. That's Nolan. That's Nolan. I, I mean, the sandwiches aren't being chewed; they're just kind of bouncing out of his mouth. But yeah, it checks out, and he's squeaking a lot. I wonder if he's got like a squeak disease. <laughs> uh i don't i don't know if the injury is i'm not gonna speculate either so i i oh i, I just, am. oh yeah go ahead and rattle off i mean I, I i actually can't think about it <laughs> i was like all prepared <laughs> to think of a bunch of like what ifs like what if he was bitten by a radioactive spider and he just needs a few weeks to recover and then he's gonna come back with spider powers oh wow suffering from a uh, minor heart explosions he's got a uh... minor heart ex- yeah he's got <laughs> he's having skin failure right now limp limb syndrome he can't feel any of his arms or legs he's just kind of he's actually he's actually got he's got limp biscuit syndrome where he can't (laughs) stop listening to limp biscuit and nobody wants to be around him as a result (laughs) he can't he he does not feel the urge to ever put on hockey pads he's just walking around in a red baseball cap and a wife beater and they're like patrick please just some just some pads he's like nah bro i can't i'm I'm gonna throw your hands up And then they're just like, please get out of my sight before you start. Chocolate starfish? And then he just gets thrown out of the locker room. Starts breaking everything. (laughs) That's the instructions of the song. Break stuff. So I think we've gotten to the bottom of it. It's clearly... I've already forgotten the name (laughs) of our fake Limp Biscuit disease. (laughs) He's Fred Durston. He's Durston too hard. We'll just say that. He's got Durstitis. Yeah, he's got Durstitis. Durstitis! <laughs> just the doctor walks into the do- <laughs> Nolan. I don't want to break this to you, but you're rocking the fuck out. You're 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 bisking you're bisking too hard right now. You're limbisking too hard right now. So he's 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 fine. He'll he's don't worry about it, guys. He's cool. He's fine. His rosy cheeks will be back before you know it. They'll be back with TK, and they'll just be you know they'll be hugging and they'll be calling him jerk store like I imagine everybody does because nobody but me calls him the jerk store and. <laughs> He'll be going, you know, Nolan, make me a ham and cheese. And then a tear rolls down his face. It's all back. They're all back and together. The uh, boys are back. The boys are back. And they're playing just like they did last year. <laughs> and they painfully look the same. Now, the first two games looked decent. They haven't won, but it was just tonight. It was the only one that has looked great so far. I am out. But uh, you want to talk about some of the other new things, like the hype video, Steven, and the motto? Well, outside of talking of having an in-depth, in-depth look at how Carter Hart got it in the nuts, which I don't think any of us want to think about because, you know, our sweet baby boy, Carter Hart. He's our baby boy. We don't want him injured. Yeah, we can't. I can't get hurt. He's precious. He's he's the precious. uh, Like Gollum from Lord of the Rings would call him. (laughs) Yeah, like Ruby would call him. Yeah. 
Like Ruby would, yes. Yeah. Not not the germ. The germ not would the just germ. be like, oh, yeah, it gives a shit. Yeah. Got it in the nuts. It was pretty funny. Yeah, germ's like, I don't care, bro. I'm too cool for this. And then he'd hit a drag of us. Anyway, keep going. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, Ruby would point out, you know, as much like, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, not, not much else to talk about as far as the play of the team goes. Again, it's preseason. We all have to take it with a, a grain of salt to a certain point. But uh, one thing I did want to discuss this week was the Flyers have. So one of the things we've seen from the Flyers in the past couple of years is they've definitely tried to really ramp it up on social media. And as far as the experience in the arena goes, that was part of what we saw at the assembly room. They redid the Jumbotron. They introduced Gritty, which, again, they've never had a mascot. And <laughs> a lot of people said we don't need a mascot. And we certainly we don't. But I think we've all really enjoyed gritty kind of dunking on every other mascot in the nhl and generally being pretty friggin' funny yeah. but at the end of the day the flyers this is all part of a calculated effort by the flyers to not just appeal to the guys who basically have been hanging on from the lindros primo era and attract some younger new blood into the fan base and a big part of that also has been social media uh, this year, they are making a big deal out of their new motto, which is fly or die, which is, uh, you know, it's a, a play on ride or die. But uh, I guess because it's fly. an effort. Yeah. I'm not sure it entirely works, but like I I like that they are kind of like trying to go, you know, play on the, the whole like flyers are flyers fans are diehard fans. They are some of the stick with you through thick and thin no matter what. But, uh, you know, fly or die. I mean, I kind of like it, but it's also like, eh, yeah, you know what I mean? I like the idea behind it. That makes sense. I feel like it's good for this year because this is very much, I feel like this season can be a turning point in a lot of the fan base and their opinion of the franchise with the new GM, new coach, supposed to be a new vibe. And if they go out there and they pretty much feel like last year, I think, I think some of the casual fans are going to really be checking out then. But I, I think it's good because, uh, I don't know, it's usually it's kind of how Flyers fans feel like you support the team or you're just not really there. There's not too many casual Flyers fans. They're all pretty hardcore fans. I think you can tell right. that That's by absolutely true. Yeah. By our readers and listeners and how people engage with us in this podcast, you can tell that Flyers fans are a little bit of a different breed and it's, I mean, it's for the better and, you know, talking to some of the, you know, just some of the people there, they, they understand where they are with the fan base right now. And they know that it's, it's time to start winning. There was a, there was a lot of emphasis on how they want to start turning the new page and they want to get the fans back into it and how they, uh, that when we were up in the assembly room yesterday, they were, they were talking about how they know this season has to go pretty well and how they want it to go pretty well. So, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I, I like to, I do like to reach the, the outreach from, their social media teams towards the fans and everything. I think that's been a lot different than it has been in the past. And I think, uh, I think there's a different kind of feeling going into this year. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm more positive than I have been in the last couple of seasons, but, uh, but we'll see. I, you're not missing Dave. You're not like sitting there going, <laughs> Oh, Man, I'll, I'll see Dave. We'll see what's Dave, Dave Haxtell up to? Bill, Is he windsurfing? When uh when the Flyers play Maple Leafs, we'll get plenty of shots of Dave Haxtell behind the bench. Oh my god. Sam's gonna write a twelve page <laughs> essay on Dave Haxtell and what he's been doing, his daily routine I, since he left. I hope it's uh I hope when they cut to him on the bench, you'll see like Mike Babcock mouth Mike Babcock like mouthing uh should we take a timeout and Dave Haxtell just like tapping his shoulder like no 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 hold save that timeout. 
we're going to need that timeout. Or something like he's talking to Norberth and he's like, you should be in there. It's a back-to-back and you played yesterday, but you should be in there. So that's yeah. the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. Thanks, though. The, uh, the hype video, what are your thoughts on the hype video, though? Because I do want to say it was, uh, I don't know, was not great. I I like the video they put out when they signed Provorov. I think that type of feel should have been the, the hype video. Like the After they signed Provorov, they had a minute video where it was just highlights of Provorov, like, Crushing bars all in the neutral zone and making and scoring goals and just clips of Jim Jackson going, uh, well, he's going to be pretty good. And pretty much just other players or like other announcers. I mean, that's that's all you need in a hype video is you need just guys getting crushed and then you need like JJ and Tim Saunders just uh, yelling. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. I think they were trying to replicate the Eagles have had a lot of success with their hype videos in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think they were trying to replicate that style in a lot of ways. I can see that. Yeah. I just think it was, uh, it was like too low key for a, a hype fit. It was too much. Yeah, just stick with the formula guys getting crushed, yeah. guys scoring great goals Actually, and JJ going, he's <laughs> The one they had for the playoffs in 2018 was pretty damn good. I guess that was more of a Tim Saunders. He scores, by the way. <laughs> was, I, yeah, I liked that. I could tell. That was, uh, he's gone. I think they should bring back Coatsy and put him. In between the, the benches, though. Bring back Coatsy. I don't know why I can't have a... You got Jim Jackson, you got Jonesy, you got Taryn in the stands, and then you have... Uh, you got Coatsy in between the... Well, I feel like... Actually, you know what? You probably can't bring back Coatsy now with Taryn Hatcher. I feel like that's... You're asking for problems. I feel like that'd be... It would be too long before Coatsy starts making, like, weird comments. Yeah. So maybe maybe not. I mean, Coatsy's at least got more tact than, like, Pierre. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no. He would, I think he would expect Taron more. He would just say, like, old man stuff. I don't know. I was listening to him on the radio the other day. He's still, he's still he's Coatsy. Coatsy. Yeah, he's he's still golden. So. He's Coatsy. That's all we're going to say on Coatsy. He's Coatsy. Yeah, he's Coatsy. And he's Coatsy. <laughs> but uh, there will be a, a new face on NBCS Philly, and there'll be one uh, a familiar face leaving the Flyers this year, as uh, Katie Emmer has joined NBCS Philly. As the pregame and postgame host, uh, in place of John Bork, I believe. Uh, she recently worked for Fox Sports North, uh, where she covered the Wild as well as the Twins, Lynx, Timberwolves, and Golden Gophers. And she also won the Jim Nance Award as top collegiate sports broadcaster in the country in 2018. So a nice change of pace. Uh, I was going to say, how many pinstripes can she wear on a suit? <laughs> that's that's the qualifier to be a Flyers pre and post. Yeah, game she has some big. The number of pinstripes you can fit onto one suit. She's got some big, expensive Versace shoes to fill. Uh, like I'm hoping she shows up in like a full on. 1950s like zoot suit like she's gonna start a ne- a late 90s big band with a wallet chain <laughs> and just like fourteen thousand pinstripes on the front of that suit giant shoulder pads that's the way to go i'd say i want her to just wear like a like a sweatshirt and sweatpants and then just talk about x's and o's about hockey so just knowing that john works at home going oh my god she can't talk hockey and she dresses dresses horribly i can't i can't do this <laughs> Man, just imagine all the mean words he's going to write on Jock Smack about that. Katie Emmer can't kick in the NFL. I'm talking about it. It's a joke. I can't believe that. I mean, I can believe it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I can't believe that our, our dear friend, friend of the show and climate change denier, John Boric, left and started a site called Jock Smack. That might be the single worst website name I've ever heard. I will say, I yeah, the the pivot from like him that is 
that is the clown penis dot fart of <laughs> blog names. I will say his his uh, pivot into conservative sports writing is not shocking. But the name, though, I mean, how do you? How is that your name? Like, how is that the name? Like maybe he was thinking of his favorite early two thousands band, Godsmack, and he's like, "Oh, Jock Smack, it makes perfect sense." Or he's a big fan of Jock Jams. <laughs> you just Which, combine the two. Yeah, there you go, Jock Smack. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Isn't that? A... And that's how he decided to make the site. <laughs> That was, and then the song from uh, the Six Flags commercials. That was in all the Jack Jam CDs, wasn't it? I forgot what that song was, but that was obnoxious and everywhere. Jumbo Rick is coming to you to a website near you with conservative views. With conservative views. But yeah, Katie Emmer looks like she uh, uh, is a true professional journalist, so I'm excited for that. And then also, that is a nice change of pace, yeah, a refreshing I, yeah. change of pace. Yeah, it sounds like she will actually grade players on how they are actually playing playing that night. So I'm excited for that. And then also, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, she, it's nice that we're getting some fresh blood in here. I will. Because yeah, yeah. It, it just it's nice to be having like I think Taryn Hatcher's been a great breath of fresh air. Uh, it's just nice to see like non guy like Flyers guys who have been around for the past twenty years, and that's all part of what I was talking about before with the Flyers effort. Recently. Yeah, like it, yeah, it feels like they're finally recognizing we need a lot to of people, get new that. faces, new names in here, and that part of it's working. I think people are really responding to a lot of these changes they're making, and it's good. Change yeah. is good here. Let's it's good. No, that's let's in, embrace it and enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's a very good point, and that goes back to uh, yeah, what I was saying too. That's why it's another reason why this year is so big because I think a, a lot of new and different people are watching. So if they do pretty well this year, then you probably are bringing in a lot of new fans, as opposed to if you suck again and you're probably going to be losing <laughs> some of the faithful. But yeah, no, that that's a pretty good point. I, I mean, she, I, I was looking at some of her stuff from Minnesota, and it looks like she's. I think we got an upgrade here. So, uh, I mean, the biggest fans you're losing right now are the the old school. Like, why don't they hate anybody anymore? Yeah. Why don't they fight all the time, guys? And uh, people who just don't understand that the game is is just different now, and or maybe not necessarily don't understand. They just don't like it in its current iteration. And yeah. you know that hey, that's your opinion. That's fair. Um, but it's frankly unsustainable for the NHL to continue like it has been uh to continue to be that that hitting and fighting game because yeah. frankly the science shows they should not do that and you just hear horrible things about the the guys who were the bruisers back in the day and the lives they live now and you could say yeah they got rich off of that and whatever but no human deserves to basically uh, not basically to suffer brain damage for the amusement of other people like yeah, yeah. that's not what this sport should be about it's about watching a really great game hockey's a great game and it's so much more than just people getting punched in the face and i i, I understand that there is a thrilling part of watching two savage competitors like just go at it but it's a different game let's embrace change let's move forward into the future with hockey and i'm glad the flyers are starting to do that yeah i think the game's changed a lot i mean ever uh, even the last two decades i guess it's become a lot less physical and it's a lot more about uh just pretty much scoring chances and transition play rather than it used to be just a lot of muck and grind, uh, no two line passes and pretty much just sitting up in the offensive zone and 
like getting to the front of net physically and everything. I think it's changed a lot. It's a lot more about speed and finesse now, and I think that opens the door to making it uh, a lot more people, a lot of like a lot of young kids want to watch because now everybody is able to play. It's not like you know football. You kind of have to be a bigger guy to actually make it. Hockey with the way the league's going now, it doesn't really matter if you're bigger or small. If you're just quick and skillful, you probably have a chance of making it. And it is good that again. Seems like the Flyers and NBCS Philly are kind of recognizing the the direction of the league and everything. I did want to say, along with Katie Emmer, uh, Shawnee Hill announced on Facebook last week that he would not be returning to the Flyers this season. I wow, yeah, that, like no Owen Wilson there. That's a legit wow. Yeah, because I, I like Sean Hill is yeah. he's been involved with a while the Flyers for a long time, as long as I can remember. Yeah, and like. We're not even talking as a paid employee. We're talking as a, a guy who used to sit in the cheap seats and dance yeah. on the jumbo truck. Dancing Johnny, yeah. Uh, uh, or dancing fat guy, as I think what people prefer to him before they do his <laughs> name, which he used to. I mean, we could say it now. The guy's in good shape now, but he used to be. Oh, he's in great shape. Yeah, yeah. The appeal was he was a hilarious dancer and he was large. So I think he started doing it like the 06, 07 season, like way back. And then, yeah. uh, and then he ended up getting a job. I remember... Because for my senior thesis, I wrote, uh, you know, surprise, I wrote a book about the Flyers. And he was one of the people I interviewed. And he pretty much just talked about how he started, <laughs> pretty much got the job because he danced at games. And the Flyers like, do you want a job? And then he started doing the in-game. I mean, that's the dream. Right? That's the dream. Oh, like, God. I hope to come on here and just talk about McDonald being a starfish. And <laughs> I hope I get offered a job by the Flyers. I don't think it's going to happen. But that's the, that's the dream. I thought that's what last night was. I thought we were going to walk up. They're like, hey, we've. Heard everything. Well, I was hoping they McDonald's. would hire me after they saw the great chemistry I had with Gritty. I hope I was hoping they'd say, "Oh, look, it's Gritty Junior." <laughs> They're like, "Craig, we've heard everything you said about Tyler Pillick, and uh, we agree. Do you want to work with us?" And I said, "Of course I do." And I knew Tyler. Do you Pillick. want to be Chuck Fletcher's assistant GM? Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Steve, do you want to be Gritty Junior? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> But Shawnee, uh, Shawnee Hill too. I don't know. I actually don't. That mascot works very hard. I yeah, he part of that. Oh yeah, that was that was something I was th- asking you last night, and I, I think we should bring it up again. You think they got a second gritty up? You think they got a second guy in there? I think there's at least four gritties. Yeah, I, they, it can't be one. One, the one guy would have already died by now. He would have been doing. No, too I much. think there. I think there's two gritties. I think you're at right. least two. two. Do you think there's three or a there's... tale of two gritties? Oh, oh good night and good hockey. Shit. <laughs> The book they should have wrote. <laughs> Somebody is going to. That would be the worst book to ever make. It's just to go back and just guess go. who's working on it? John Boric. <laughs> just go back and replace every city with gritty in that book, and then just sell it and pretend like it's not plagiarism. <laughs> no, this is no. This is, Wait, yeah. you go back and you rewrite a tale of two cities, but you just replace. Literally, all you do is replace the word "city" with "gritty" every time you do a control F and replace. <laughs> and then on the cover, you just cross out "cities" and put "gritties" in Sharpie, and it's on every book. That's how you sign every that's, book. That's a bestseller right there. Gold. I think we're in business. IMO. But Shawnee, I like Shawnee Hill. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. And then uh, I don't know. I don't know what he is moving on to. I don't know if he's yeah. with Comcast. It's going to be weird to go to a game and not have him there. I mean, again, yeah. it's, it's I mean, decade plus, you know. Yeah, no, really. And I guess it. Uh, I guess the Flyers have enough bodies now to kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say he got edged out. 
but uh you're trying to say gritty pushed sean hill out just gritty hill. yeah <laughs> gritty gritty had a personal vendetta like against they, sat down, they, they sat down and they had a meeting and gritty without saying any words pushed shawnee out put two fingers to his eyes and then pointed him right at shawnee hill and then shook his head and then just got so up he and did that to me a couple times last night i actually he was, i can't stress to you enough how much he had his hand like we need to emphasize how much he was being handsy with you Listen, I, I really I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh it was it was cuz he I was like 10 minutes went by and I was like is he still over there touching Steve? And sure enough, I looked over <laughs> and he was like rubbing your head just giving you the bedroom eyes and I was like this is getting very It got weird. Yeah, it, was getting, it got weird. Yeah. But uh you want to talk about some PTO Steve? Talk about some uh Let's talk some paid time off. Pay time off, well, Lucas Fiza, he's getting used to it. But uh, Lucas Fiza and Ryan Bork have signed PTOs with the Islanders. We saw them both play this week against the Flyers. Uh, Ryan Bork, by the way, is already in uh, the AHL with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Uh, Anton Bertasoff, friend of the show, kind of, uh, was now going to the Oilers camp after uh, teasing the Flyers all summer. Eric Griba is part of the weird Flames movement to try and add grit, as he will be joining Andrew McDonald, Zach Ronaldo. Tobias Reader and Devontae Smith Pelly in camp. Uh, Joe Morrow, Connor Brickley, Mason Gertson are going to the Rangers training camp along with Michael Haley. Uh, Emil Poirier to the Jets training camp. Scott Saverin to the Sens training camp. Uh, and then Brandon Halverson to the Leafs training camp. And then everybody else is a couple other guys, but they're they're all going to be on AHL contracts anyway. I think Brandon Halverson will be on an AHL contract as well, but I uh, the the second the, the back of a spot and. Toronto is still open somewhat, so because they're bringing Norworth for a PTO, I think uh, I don't think it's really guaranteed who's going to be backing up there. But uh, I believe there are 31 PTOs in total, and then a couple of guys got assigned to the AHL. So there are still 21 guys in camp that could be on rosters once the uh, once the season starts. But uh, PTOs aren't as interesting considering the Flyers aren't going to be adding anymore. It's just Chris Stewart or nothing now. So I. Uh, when it comes down to it, oh, baby, you think sign him, pretty baby. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but I, I just like what, what's the point, right? Like, yeah, no, I mean it is, yeah. And I guess if you really wanted to make an argument for him, it would be that he does bring a gritty aspect that no other player could. But I don't think we really need that. I think I'd rather have. Faraby or Frost or groups off on the third line and then one of the There's just too much exciting young teams. Yeah, there's there's really too much. Wasting your time with a Chris Stewart. Yeah. Well it would be maybe I would take Pitlick as as the thirteenth uh, forward. I will do that. I would be fine with that yeah. actually. That would be honestly ideal. Yeah, so I mean hopefully yeah, hopefully it's uh and then somebody like Rupsoff or Verobiev or NAK on the fourth line. One of those guys that seems to do everything right in terms of the uh, the little plays, and then also has offensive upside, even though he's not going to put up a uh, shit ton of points. So those would be my options. Okay, now we got to talk about serious stuff, Steve. Uh, we have a couple bullet points on Cole Beasley here. Um, oh boy, we're venturing right in to United Hate of America right now. I hate America. We only have uh, two stings here, not three. Uh, I did want to give the uh, Cole Beasley fantasy update real quick. He had... Uh, Four passes thrown to him last week, Steve. He caught all of them. 83 yards, game-high 83 yards receiving in a 28-14 win over the Giants. He was one of Allen's main targets. He also had a 51-yard 51 51 catch on the day. 
Oh, Bills wow. return home to host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. The Bills could, I mean, the yeah, the Bills could be three and zero for the first time since 2014. Steve, the last times they started five or uh, the last five times they started two and zero, they've missed the playoffs each year. So hopefully they make the playoffs this year for the Bills. If not, they're so terrible. Fucking bad. Like I, I could not imagine being a Bills fan. Oh, it's it's not- like, and even if the Eagles hadn't recently won a Super Bowl. I would still say that. I yeah, I would say they might be the only fan base that was more tortured than the Eagles than before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the Vikings are probably up there now, considering their history and considering the last two years. Because the Eagles have traumatized. Them. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles have killed them too. Yeah. What a time to be alive! Traumatizing other fan bases <laughs> by winning, uh, as opposed to like getting drunk and like punching in the face. Actually, if anything, we did both to the the Vikings. Where yeah, the Vikings, uh, the Eagles beat them, and we also had. You know, people literally get drunk and yell in their faces. <laughs> well, that's because the Vikings fans got cute and they came here and they tried to do the skull chant. Oh, yeah, let's do the skull chant and, and then, the hockey statue. And, yeah, and uh, then, with no foresight, decided to do a skull chant against Nick Foles and then got hit, their asses kicked by Nick Foles and then everybody did the Foles chant. So that's just destiny right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't. Well, I don't know. I, I have to imagine the Bills, they're winning because of Cole Beasley and his, his mad skills. Yeah, I mean that's all it has to be. And DMC yeah. does not just rap with anyone. <laughs> yeah, so this was I originally saw this. I want to say I think I saw it a couple times. I think the first time I had a tweet at me was from uh Josh Edwards, friend of the show at Shy Town Flyer. Uh, apparently Cole Beasley is gonna do a hip hop song with DMC from Run DMC. So uh sure. DMC has fallen on hard times. Yeah, we were just giving him shit. Uh, a couple weeks ago for doing that running up song on the bigger and better just <laughs> opened up the link to that and the picture of beasley with actual rappers is just hilarious <laughs> well i mean he's uh i think uh i think he's, this is a good career choice i think he should just retire and focus on rap that's where he's gonna make his money as rap not as a possession receiver in the nfl He's gonna he's gotta crank out some tunes, that's my opinion. But Alrighty. Uh sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Upcoming games and then around the lake. So upcoming games, we got the game on Saturday against the Rangers. Seven PM. Uh, I believe Meltzer said Hart will be on net for the first forty minutes. Oh my groin. And then the game is on NBCS plus and NHL network. What the fuck is NBCS plus? What it's on TV? It, I think it's on TV. Or is that what the old like Comcast Sportsnet, like the secondary? I, that, is. I, is that I, what that is? That's what that is. Yeah. I think I got confused there for a second. I got it confused. Was... I'm very old. No, I <laughs> I got confused there because they're rolling out like Disney Plus, ESPN. Oh Plus, yeah, no, these no. like additional services, and I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't tell me there's an NBCS like extra service that i have to pay for now because i i, I am done by the I'm way done. can i can we talk about something real quick that i saw in a headline and i'm not gonna do any more research on and then vocalize an opinion because this is a free country the the, the thing yes, with the, cutting the cord everybody is now getting away from cable but now we're all gonna have to pay for like 15 different streaming services right might as well just have cable yeah, so then why don't we yeah so we're, we're gonna get screwed one way or another nobody's just gonna let us be entertained we're gonna have to pay out the ass one way or another so i just want to be entertained i just want to i just want one service <laughs> where i could just pay for all of this yeah. and 
<laughs> one service yeah. where all these streaming services are just on my TV, and then they just throw in ads to pay for the commercial. You know, why don't they just do that already? But it's a uh, so weird. It's, it's really good when society looks <laughs> back around. It's, it's great. Yeah, we're gonna get some angry comments. <laughs> oh, we definitely. Again, like I said, this was just me. I cause... oh, you want to pay? You want to pay the cable companies? Uh, and <laughs> I know they're bastards. Okay, don't get me wrong. I know they're bastards. Yeah, it's... I'm talking about like. It's a, I am I'm very annoyed with paying for like 15 different streaming services at this point. And it sounds like that's and it sounds like it's going to keep going, right? Like, isn't NBC going to launch their own one where they're going to like take the rights of like half the yeah, show on Netflix? Like, yeah, I might as I might as well just start buying friggin' like Blu-rays and DVDs again. Like, I might as well just put stuff. May as well have yeah. stuff. I might as well own stuff, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, it's annoying. This is it's really annoying. hands down the part of the show where people are going to like you guys don't know what you're talking about. This part, you guys are old as shit. But this point is just so bad. They're gonna be like, "What do you? Don't stop talking about cable." What's the deal with streaming services? <laughs> but that's uh, we'll t- we'll talk about we'll talk more about that next week. That'll be half the episode. Old next week. man yells at cloud. <laughs> uh, Steve, you want to get to uh, some of these signings? Oh, that was uh, hold on, that, that was the game on Saturday. They also play on Monday. NBCS Plus again. Uh, NHL, and also the NHL Network. NBCS uh, Philly Plus is on your TV. I watched the Rookies game, and I think the game on Tuesday night was on there. So definitely, uh, you can definitely view that on on your television screens. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Again, I'm old. I get confused. I'm like, you know, 60 years old. It is. Well, I was going to say they usually don't. Um, I think the other option, too, was TCN, right? The Comcast Network. Still, that's what i was thinking yeah, they used yeah, to that, always that's what the, it, game. the comcast network is now it's nbc yeah so there might be like three or four games on there this year dot <laughs> com grizzle uh all right you want uh, you want to do some around the league here steve a lot of shit in around the league for some reason around the league so bunch of signings jared spurgeon extension of minnesota seven years 7.575 million a year thomas shabbat extension in ottawa eight years eight million dollars a year uh, there was some rumor about him already wanting to be traded. I assume that was a joke. Josh Morrissey. Because <laughs> they came out on the same day, so that's got to be a joke. Uh, Josh Morrissey extension in Winnipeg for eight years, $6.25 million a year. Ben Hutton joins the uh, Los Angeles Kings, one year, $1.5 million a year. Frederick Clayson goes to the Hurricanes for one year, seven hundred k Michael Stone to the Flames, rejoins the Flames for one year, seven hundred k uh, Ryan Suzuki, who was taken 28th overall in this year's draft, signed an ELC with Carolina. Vladislav Koyachonok, who I believe you took in our our, uh, our mock draft, if I'm not mistaken, because of that name, taken 52nd overall. Great name. Uh, by the Panthers, <laughs> signed his ELC. And then also Nicholas Robertson signed uh, his ELC with the Maple Leafs today. He was taken 53rd overall in this year's draft. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov finally suspended three games by the <laughs> So I wonder what happened between the IIHF suspension and his suspension this week. Was like nothing new happened. It was just the NHL was like, "Oh yeah, we got to suspend that guy because he did coke." Like that's all that happened. But yeah, I guess uh, so. <laughs> Patrick e- Patrick Eves and Ryan Kessler have already been ruled out for the 2019-2020 season by the Anaheim Ducks. That's impressive. I mean, those guys have been going shit. They're that's just like, ahead of the curve. I mean, Kessler. Patrick Eves has some kind of crazy illness that has been like he just uh, you have to go read about it because I was reading about it today I, I I think he's done I don't know why he hasn't retired yet and Ryan Kessler his he, I, he should retire too both these guys are just done I don't know why they're still on the payroll but 
Uh, Christian Wolainen, he's out at least four months with a torn labrum for the centers. Calvin DeHaan hopes to be healthy by the Blackhawks season opener. Uh, one of my favorite tidbits of the week, a casino in Connecticut is suing Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick for more than $900,000, saying he tried and failed to pay them with bank traps over a winter weekend in 2017. And let me just say, Eugene Melnick being cheap? No. Um, <laughs> Peter Shirelli? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Peter Shirelli uh, will work with the Blues as a consultant this season. Oof. That's how. Shea Theodore revealed in a Player Tribune's article that he was diagnosed and had surgery to help with testicular, can- testicular cancer um, over the summer. They discovered a 5-millimeter by 5-millimeter mass in his testicle during a World Championship blood test, and he had the mass removed and isn't expected to miss any time. Now, this story, along with the Phil Kessel-like cancer treatment years ago, it fascinates me that they're able to find it that quick and get it removed, and there's there's nothing. Yeah, like it, it sounds like he doesn't have to go through anything else. Like the timing of it, like they just jumped on it immediately. And I, if I remember correctly, with Phil Kessel, I thought it was a short order thing too. Um, hopefully, I'm not going to get a bunch of tweets like "Hey, yeah, missed a year" or something. But I I thought that was the whole thing with Phil Kessel too was they found it in the same summer and then they got rid of it in the same summer. But I will have to. I may be forgetting that. Um, Pretty remarkable, and that's great for Shea Theodore. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad they caught I mean, it. Yeah, no, I, that would have been... I, I, again, This it seems like he's absolutely fine, so yeah, good for him. Um, and then also it was being reported that Dennis Seinerberg has officially retired, Stephen. Should have kept. Uh, Should have kept. Taking 172nd overall in the six-round 2001 draft by the Flyers. Also had 20 points in 92 games over three seasons with the Orange and Black. Total 251 points. 859 games over 15 years with the Flyers, Hurricanes, Bruins, Coyotes, Panthers, and Islanders. And then almost last but not least, as many teams as Cylinder. <laughs> almost as many. Nobody's touching the Cylinder. This is Kyle uh, Chris Cuolo's second favorite player is that Dennis Seidenberg. I mean, good for Seidenberg for really turning that into a nice NHL career. I remember seeing that guy yeah. as a phantom, and I was it was one of those guys they traded away. You weren't <laughs> expecting him to have the longevity he had, and good for him, man. Yeah, he yeah he really did end up being a guy that just kind of was the sixth man for a lot of teams, uh, or just kind of didn't have a long tenure with any team, obviously. But he did serve a pretty good purpose with each place he went to. It wasn't really a a huge problem on the blue line, but yeah. Uh, and then last thing was we wanted to uh, wish Kelly luck in her move to Canada. She will be moving north of the border sometime this week, I believe. <laughs> so she will be, uh, yeah. She really running away from you, Craig. Pretty much, yeah. She made it a point. She's like, "Is Craig going to be here next year?" And they said yes. And she's like, "Great, I am moving." And uh, here she is. <laughs> He's still here. <laughs> Are we gonna really continue with this Craig shit? Are you sure? <laughs> All right, I'll see you. All righty. No, seriously. Yeah. Good luck to Kelly. I know she's really excited about this move, and you know, I, it's, I'm glad she's able to do that. And just the best of luck. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is now I have a place to go and crash when I buy my uh, Halifax Moosehead season tickets. So I'm just going to go up there every other week and uh, hang out with Kelly. She doesn't know that yet, but I'll tell her tomorrow or something. They it call out. really fanatical fans of the Mooseheads Moosehead heads. <laughs> they only sell Moosehead at Moosehead games. That's all they sell. Moosehead uh, heavy. Moosehead heavy. Yeah. 
But oh yeah, by the way, that was the other thing. Last night was I accidentally got a Bud Light and not a Bud Heavy when we were at the uh, the assembly room. I didn't want to throw that out there. So I let everybody down. I know that, but got to do uh, a better job. <laughs> don't let's not talk about that. <laughs> Still, I'm done. By the way, <laughs> all right. So let's get the show on the road. I'm done. I'm sick. I want to go to bed. <laughs> If man. you uh, have any yeah. feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, so obviously the uh, some of the stuff I wanted to do for covering the end of the season uh, isn't going to happen now. Uh, but I will say on Monday I will have something about the 10 best junior seasons of the current Flyers. So pretty much just looking back at all their years in juniors, like OHL, WHL, and picking out what seasons were kind of bonkers. And then also on Monday, I should have what I'm going to either call line by line or like the line report. I'm going to do something for every single game this year where I try and go back and I look at all the uh, shots on goal and the unblocked shots on goal or unblocked uh, miss shots. Sorry, shots on goal, miss shots, and kind of figure out what players were out there for with uh, certain line mates, what competition they faced and where they took the shot on the ice. So hopefully it's a more in depth for like a more in depth game report for each game this season. And uh, I want to try and do it for Saturday's game to see if it's realistic. I can turn it out in time, you know, turn it out doing it in one a day or two days. So I don't miss games throughout the season. Cause if I'm going to do it, I want to do it for every single game of the year. I don't want to just do like 70 or 65 or something. So look for those two next week. Line and, time. Uh, line time? Ooh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I be, Honestly, I'm open the names. So if we can find something catchy. I, I was thinking, uh, you said line time, li- uh, line by line, the line report, number stuff. <laughs> Liner notes. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that will, I might have to, we'll talk about that. <laughs> you know, I'm here for the stuff. Yeah, that's, your, I, I, that's what I should just call it. I'm here for the stuff game 82. <laughs> I'm here for the stuff game 64. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'll be working on. Uh, don't look for those end of the season things from last year. Cause they are definitely not coming now. The, uh, it's all about this year ah, and I should stay on there, top right? of it. Yeah. So good stuff there. Well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for line time, line by line as the line turns, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Flyperbole or at Estebomb, but you know, make it Flyperbole. You know, you know where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on all of those great podcasts. Podcast. Yeah, I'm done. Podcast <laughs> subscription services. I'm out. That's all I can do. I'm going to fall asleep on my keyboard. Until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey mostly the flyers but also other hockey things like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey steve but not steve hartnell and craig but not craig ruby no this isn't all those hockey guys 
are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!